You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life. got to get yes. into our biblical worldview question of the week and right now uh kelly this is an interesting one nancy this is interesting i mean obviously it's the appropriate time of year for it because we are faced with halloween what are we going to do with that as christians but ghosts man what are they should we fear them are they real yes and i i i think this is a question that uh without getting to be extreme you know, um, I'm not much of an extremist when it comes to, to anything, really, except for, you know, we just, we have to know and understand that uh, our ghosts are, are, are ghosts real, and the answer is absolutely yes. Uh, yes, they are, but probably not in the context we're used to hearing about them, and, and this is this is what's so intriguing about this question. But I start out by saying that you can't blame Satan for everything. You know, there are consequences to sin. And so many people blame Satan for everything. But I think uh, if we can break this apart this morning a little bit, we can realize that Satan is real. He's a counterfeit. He will work his way in any way he can. And uh, the thing about Halloween is that, you know, this is, I'm sure he loves this because it's glorifying, you know, anything but God. It is a pagan holiday. But Christians don't have to be reactive to this. We can, um, uh, you know, if kids want to dress up or whatever, that's up to the parents and and go and get Snickers or whatever they get. Uh, but I think we just need to talk about it from a spiritual perspective. Are there such things as ghosts? And the answer is yes. There are spiritual beings, and ghosts would be an example of that. But check this out. They are not ghosts, however, when spirit beings are defined as people who have died. The Bible makes it abundantly clear that there are spirit beings, both good and evil. But the Bible rejects the idea of the spirits of deceased human beings can remain on earth and haunt the living. And I know a number of people that believe that they can talk to deceased parents or children or whatever but that simply, biblically, is not the case. Hebrews 9.27, man is destined to die mm-hmm. once, after that to face judgment. In other words, to to go where God has called him to go based on our choice of what we do with Jesus. Well, where'd my microphone go? I think you accidentally turned it off. <laughs> it's... That is the danger of having these little buttons over I know. There. You accidentally <laughs> He was just talking that. and already, Nancy. My goodness. Well, <laughs> Nancy, so then what but, happens in that moment when we do die? Well, when a, when a person dies, immediately they face judgment, meaning that Jesus Christ, those who believe in Jesus Christ, go directly to heaven with Jesus. And what that looks like, it will be a different dimension, and that is up to Christ. We have no idea, except that our souls will be united with Jesus. Uh, we will experience an eternal life 
with no sickness, no sadness, no death, and the love of God will forever surround us. That is our future if we are believers. And in Scripture, you know, 2 Corinthians 5, 6 through 8 says this. So we are always of good courage. And we know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we are of good courage. And we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So this idea of, of fearing death is something that God says don't fear. I mean, Paul, Paul didn't fear. He, he was saying, I'd rather be dead than here, but it, he's called me here for the time being. You know, John 11, 25, 26, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Christ asked. And that's really the question today. You know, when we die, we will be with Christ. And we will not be hanging around on earth to Mm. interfere with our lives. Uh, It just doesn't happen. So for the Christian, death is not to be feared. But Nancy, what what is the experience for the one who dies without Christ? Yeah, and you know what? Uh, We're pretty easy on this, and and people don't want to talk about it much. But the person who dies and does not know Jesus will forever be in a place called hell. And that place of hell, I think, is best described uh, as a place where God's, uh, where they will never experience God's love, God's joy, God's peace, God's patience, God's kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. They will never experience any of that because that is God. That is the fruit of God. And they chose not to want to be with God. Therefore, they will experience darkness and essentially torture for eternity it is just the way it's going to be and that's what should motivate us to live out our lives and to share christ with people and matthew 25 46 says very plain uh, plainly and these will go away to eternal punishment but the righteous into eternal life john 10 9 through 11 I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and destroy. I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life, you know, for the sheep. So huge difference here and on, on where we will spend eternity, and it is by choice. Well, Scripture already establishes exactly what happens to us physically, right? But what about these manifestations, ghosts? What is happening when we believe that maybe we're connecting with a loved one from beyond the grave? Yeah, and uh, this happens, and I'm really uh, uh, anxious to talk about this this morning. Because scripture is very clear. There's absolutely no way that those who die can remain on earth in a spirit form known as ghosts. Now, the Bible also teaches that there are spirit beings who could connect with and appear in our spiritual, physical world. Such beings are identified as angels, 
and others as demons. Now, angels are spirit beings who God created to love and to worship him. They are obedient. They serve him as God chooses. All angels are righteous. They're good. They're holy. And yes, they have appeared to people. No question about it. Satan, known as Lucifer, when he was in heaven, disobeyed God when he was with God and the angels. And instead of worshiping God, he chose to uh, desire to be worshiped himself as God. And as a result, was kicked out of heaven. And his name from Lucifer was changed to Satan, the devil, the deceiver, and the liar. And when Satan left heaven, he went with a third of disobedient angels mm -hmm. in heaven to earth. And they are here today. And those evil angels chose to worship Satan and were also exited out of heaven to earth. So uh, those are called demons. Christ called them demons. And let there be no question about it. They are, they are real, and they are out to do as Satan is to do, to kill and destroy our faith, and if they could, our lives. Uh, 2 Corinthians 11, 14, 15, and no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no surprise if the servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, and their end will correspond to their deeds. So it's it, the thing is, you know, uh, Satan is a deceiver, and he speaks softly, and he speaks as one would think God would speak, but he is a deceiver, and he is nothing but trouble, a discourager, uh, one that causes high anxiety. So Satan is very real let me say that you know what is scary to me and i think about it more so at this time of year which i think is natural because of halloween yeah. nancy you, you talk about ghosts and there are people that will romanticize that yeah, that is my loved one giving me a sign then you see tv shows about people going ghost hunting and staying in what they're haunted houses and it's all in fun and i just want to, to just scream when i see that stop you have no idea what you're playing with because uh, what you're you're playing with are real powers, but it's what you're talking about. These are demonic powers. They're not ghosts that we think are loved ones coming back from the grave. We know that doesn't happen. These things are real, and we've got to be aware. So what do we really need to know about demonic activity in, in everyday life? Where is it showing up, Nancy? Yeah, and, and this is very serious, and I tire of Casper the ghost, the friendly ghost, and all this stuff. There's nothing friendly or light about this. It's like you say, this is serious, very dark stuff. And the problem is, is that people choose to open themselves up and open their kids up too by some of the toys they get them. Uh, it is just dangerous stuff and we need to stay away from it. But Satan's demons will do anything within their power to ensnare people and to lead them away from God by lying and deceit. Where do you think all the cult leaders come from? It is in Satan's territory here. To pretend to be uh, somebody who loves God, who is gentle, who will lead them, 
and uh, and they're leaving leading them down a very dark hole. This kind of practice is very likely <clears throat> the ghostly activity that we hear about today. When we hear about the darkness and the seances and all this stuff, that look, this is a worship of demons, no question about it. Whether it's called a ghost, a ghoul, or a poltergeist. Uh, there is evil spirit activity occurring every single day. And it's it more than likely is the work of, of demons. And I just want to say, you, you mentioned, you know, how people can, uh, Kelly, contact people that have died. Let me make just this point. When we willingly go to psychics or go to seances or use tarot cards or go to mediums, uh, our culture is accepting this now as something that is normal to do. Um, when we go to psychics or you, you go to somebody that, that is a medium and they are going to take you in and they're going to let you hear voices from the past person and supposedly conjure up that person so you can have a conversation with a lost husband, wife, or, or child, or whatever that is. And they're convinced that, that they are talking to their child because demons are deceivers, and they can come off and imitate and disguise themselves as people who have died before with the exact voice. And this is what is so terrifying about this. There's nothing good. There's nothing normal about it. These are people who don't know themselves that they're being used by Satan, many of them, but they channel, they, they talk to demons, and they are very involved with demons. This psychic kind of therapy is not healthy. It is not from God. And most of those involved in these activities really do not understand those who go to try to get help and, and oftentimes the psychics, they don't understand that they are being used not for good, but for evil. And all those engaged in uh, occultic activities are people who are doing Satan's bidding. And the sad thing is many Christians are into this, this kind of, of meditation, this kind of, of counseling and uh, that are fascinated with satanic uh, uh, beings in the spirit world. And Satan entices all to come to him, including the elite, including church leaders, including Christians, and, and pastors sometimes, and students. It is very common. It is way too normal. And very few people are calling this out. But Satan... Uh, is behind the line, he's behind cheating, he's behind stealing to get his way. And the only way to fight against Satan's lies and his deception is to seek the truth of God and get in the scriptures and understand what God has called us to do. We are to have nothing to do with the dark world of Satan. Well, let's, Satan world is, is dark and hopeless. We well, let's just can't talk do about it. that power. I mean, we need to be concerned about that as Christ followers. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. We better be. When Christ became God's child and by believing in him, God gave us the Holy Spirit to 
fend off uh, Satan and his demons' advances. And when we are attacked, and we know this, when we are away from God, when we're not in the spirit, we can start entertaining thoughts that clearly are not of God. You know, you're on love, God doesn't love you anymore, you deserve this, blah, 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 blah. All that stuff at a very primary level, all those lies are not coming from God. This is how Satan works. And when we are attacked, we must stand firm in his word and fight off Satan's advances with truth of God. You know, it's the thing is that Satan is smarter than we are. He's much smarter than we are. He knows our past. He can speak to us, you know, in our spirit. And we have to be able to quickly snuff that out. Uh, you know, God doesn't remember our past. He chooses to forgive us when we ask forgiveness. So whoever is conjuring up your past, I tell you what, that's not God. He chooses not to do it. And so Satan can be very, very subtle. But I guarantee you, uh, the time is coming when Satan return or when Christ returns, he will throw Satan into eternal lake of fire. Uh, hopelessness and death are his future. He has no hopes. But for us, Steve, to answer your question, we have to, as James 4 says, submit ourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. We really, as Christians, when we're walking firmly with God and we're communicating through the Holy Spirit as we pray and we read and we study, we have nothing to worry about. But I guarantee you, uh, if we're not in the scriptures, you know, even the elite can be deceived. We just have to be, as First Peter 5, 7, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring nut lion, seeking somebody for to, to, to devour. This is serious, and God calls us, look, put on the armor of God that you might be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. That's Ephesians 6, and we really need to revisit this. You know, we are in a war, a battle for the hearts and minds uh, of our children, of our families, and we as Christians have got to stand firm and not entertain, not be deceived by Satan, and pray for our kids, pray that they would know God, because it is an intense battle out there for their souls. Yeah. And, and I just... I, I just think as Christians, we ourselves have to be familiar with what this warfare looks like so we can, you know, we can share that with people who are experiencing things. And, and also, um, of course, you and Kelly, you know, into counseling and you're great listeners and you're so many things, but I'm sure you hear about this stuff and, and how sly and how crafty Satan is to entice kids to come in and do things that they shouldn't be doing and then leave them there, you know? And so you have a, a generation of, of kids that are misled, mainly because um, Christians are not grounded in the word. And we have to, to be as parents, you know, we just have to. Yeah. Vitally, vitally yeah. important because kids yeah. today, I mean, we, we read and we hear all about this, even, you know, uh, public schools with Satanist clubs and things of dark arts and spirits yeah. that are, uh, you know, being pursued. And we need to be cautious of that. We have to be watching over our children. We know the dangers of that. 
And so yeah. for the Christ follower, yes, you know, uh, we have to be very concerned for those things as well. Well, Nancy, you know, got to say thank you for this quite timely as we uh, approach the end of yeah. October, but uh, an important message and something for us to all consider this morning. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Yeah. And I'm, I'm seeing a couple of texts coming in too, appreciative of this topic, Nancy. And one let all of you know, if you want to hear this again, uh, you'll find it a little bit later on on our website, morningswithkellyandsteve.org. And to learn more about Nancy Fitzgerald and her ministry, Biblical Worldview Ministry Anchors Away, click on the Resources tab when you get there. But just so you know, it's anchorsaway.org. Nancy, thank you for this. Uh, this really has been eye-opening. Well, thank you. And I don't mean to throw cold water on a fun night, but, you know, I love what churches are doing, though. You know, they're responding with youth activities, the trunk stuff at church where kids go and get candy or whatever. Oh, but to uh, not take the fun away, but the fun is not to be uh, playing in Satan's backyard, yeah. that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. for real. It's <laughs> very true. Very true. Nancy, thank you. If you want to find out more, go to anchorsaway.org. Sign yourself up and learn the Christian worldview. You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio. From the word to life. <laughs> 